0: This special Halloween edition of Game Scoop is brought to you by Resident Evil 2, available for pre-order now. What's up everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Spook. I am your host, <laughs> Omega Cop Officer Hatfield. Joining us this week is Officer Davis, Spook, Officer Claiborne, thanks, Kamish, and very special guest, Omega Man, is joining us today. Welcome, Omega Man. Not not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. He works very closely alongside the Omega Cops to ensure peace uh, in San Francisco, here yeah, we're and located.
1: You know, it, it may seem strange that we have a co-worker who we don't know the identity of, but mm-hmm. it's, it's as you always say, it's protect your family.
0: Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. Of course, Omega Man is wearing his costume today. The three of us, though, are not wearing our costumes. We have taken our costumes off. Mm-hmm. Much like Superman, we wear a costume every day to uh, hide our true identity as the Omega Cops. And because regular clothes are just itchier than this. That's true, yeah. Good. Of course, uh, it, it's been a known, it's been an open secret with our viewers and listeners that we are the Omega Cops. So we're actually happy to be able to sort of reveal our true selves to you today here <laughs> okay. on the show. Just
1: quick background: Omega Cops is an anagram for Game Scoop. We think that's, that's right. funny. Yeah. But so is Camp Goose, and we could just dress up as that next year.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We could be the Camp Goose,
1: like you take a leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a wing. I'll be the
0: tent. <laughs> Someone's got to be the yeah. beak. has got to be. Omega oh, Man, you're the I beak next cover. year. Okay, you have a year yeah. to get a beak you have costume going. Kind of a going.
1: beak-like thing mm-hmm. going there. Yeah, right. Well,
0: anyway, we have a great episode of Game Spook ahead of you today. We're going to be talking Oop. about some spooky games coming spooky up on the horizon. We're going to be talking about the hottest video game console of 2020. Whoa! The next gen console wars have begun. Damon, That's not even Damon, next. damn it. say boo first. Boo first. Yes. (laughs) Red Um, Dead Redemption 2 is upon us. It is. IGN's review is out there. Uh, Our reviewer, Luke Riley in Australia, gave it a 10. The third 10 uh, we've given out this year. He's
1: one of two people that's beaten Red Dead that we know. The other is a Mega Man right here. Yeah, hi. I've beaten it. You beat Red Dead Redemption 2. I I don't even know how that's possible. Yep. It's obviously...
2: Uh, like sixty about what they like said. sixty yeah yeah, yeah. About yeah. what they said in
1: costume yeah sorry uniform
2: you guys want to know about it yes,
0: yes. all uh, right obviously so. our reviewer gave it a ten liked it a lot what are, what do you think about the game
2: uh, it's pretty incredible what they've managed to do from a technical standpoint. They have a lot of really cool systems in place. Like, <laughs> hard no, no, no. It. Go
0: ahead. We, we're taking you very seriously right now. Please continue. They
1: have no, a lot no, of cool systems on. in just place. Can though. you run through the expressions of you being happy and upset? Yeah, just so give we us, can give us happy. I can't do it now. Give us, yeah, you can. Okay.
0: Happy. You're just give happy. Not angry.
3: What's
1: what? okay. happy? That's, That's happy.
3: Anger. Okay. okay, okay. Anger. Anger. Okay. Give right. us happy. A little Jesus
0: twinkle in your eye when you're happy.
3: Give us. Okay. Give us pensive. Thoughtful.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> kind of like blue steel. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> okay. red ever too interruption it for the just... people listening at home. <laughs> uh, lost my train of thought. You think it's very impressive? Yeah, it's, uh, it's
2: very impressive. There's a lot of little technical details. Like when you uh, fire a gun, the cartridges are individual from like a revolver. Mm-hmm. You put in a bullet in mm-hmm. each of the chambers. If you only fire a few, you can actually see light through the barrels that you shot out of. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, the weather system, we put up this video about the weather system. I don't know who made it, but it's <laughs> pretty good. Rockstar. <laughs> Rockstar. <laughs> Rockstar. Rockstar made that. Uh, yeah, so that, that was pretty cool. Uh, my only thing is I want to let people know that you might be doing a lot of traveling on your mm-hmm. horse. So in between missions, it'll sometimes take a long time to get there. And that can be a little slow. I think that's purposeful by design. And well, uh, Put those things all together. Do you think it's slow? Yes. Overall. I think the pacing is slow and I think it's purposeful. I want mm-hmm. they want you to feel like you're in a real world and that means you're gonna take time to get places. Mm-hmm. So, so you
1: liked the slowness, like our reviewer did.
2: Uh not or sometimes completely. you did, sometimes sometimes, you sometimes I was a little bit like, I just want to do this next story mission, mm-hmm. but I have to wait now. So I'll take a break and then I'll come back to the game. But this I played is, in like like I finished it in four days, which is not what you're, how you're supposed
1: to do. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, you truly are a hero. <laughs> <laughs>
2: thank you. Uh, yeah, so finish it over four days. Don't play it like that. Play no. it at your own pace. Enjoy the side mission. Play it over four it. years, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. It's
3: definitely a very, very deliberately paced game, and it's not afraid of downtime, and it's not afraid of sort of punctuating. Like you'll have long stretches of talking to your campmates. Mm-hmm. You know, hump- hunting, not humping. Well, uh, well that's probably some maybe a little bit of too. humping. Uh, uh, hunting and uh, just just these sort of quiet moments are long. Like there's is big... the humping
0: really slow? Mm,
3: well, I don't know if it's slow humping or fast. Stumping, okay. um you know and then that'll sort of uh, be punctuated by sort of a massive shootout that takes over a whole town but yeah. um this is not i would not characterize it as an action-packed game like it's, it's how pretty, far are you in it uh my percentage is 22
1: percent, so i don't mm-hmm. know what
3: and you think you're probably 15 means. hours
1: or something right
3: uh yeah probably 15 hours yeah. is a good you're further guess than i am yeah
2: yeah at first i didn't like it but then as i played it more and more i kind of like accepted like definitively, what they were- you
1: didn't like it when you first started it
2: I didn't like the the long periods in between story missions where you just have to ride or just kind of be immersed in the world. But then once I started accepting what they were going for, I was able to let myself enjoy the game more. And I actually, overall, like once you go through this whole story, it actually helps be more impactful because of those moments you've had at your camp with your campmates and such. Mm -hmm. So I like that. The only other critique I have, though, is with the combat, oftentimes I'd be trying to take cover and because so many things are mapped to the right trigger, yeah. sometimes I'd be trying to hold somebody up and i just shoot them in the face and I'd be <laughs> like, nope, I, oh, well. There's a lot of <laughs> accidental crime
1: yeah. just yeah. because of the, the controls in my experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I'll be like running somewhere and I'll tap Y to get on my horse. I'll tackle a guy and they'll yeah. be like, hey, you, that was an assault. I'm like, no, I just don't yeah. want to get on my horse. And then uh, inevitably you just have to murder everyone. <laughs> That's yeah. That's yeah. your so only just, way out. I slaughter everybody.
3: Yeah. Um, I I think the game's going to be more divisive than a game like GTA V. I don't think that this is a game for, like, you know, twitchy, short attention span gamers. Like, I think it's a game for people that, um, you know, are interested in character nuance. And, like, you know, Dutch, the leader of your gang, is an interesting character. Like, he's very. D- very villainous, which I don't think is too much of a spoiler to say that, but he also cares a lot about his gang members, mm-hmm. you know, and the people that are in his crew and the sort of nuance of how he interacts with them is, uh, the deeper you get into this game, the more and more it sort of becomes about, uh, uh you know, those relationships and connections and Arthur's past. And, um, you know, if you slow down and enjoy this story and enjoy this game world and sort of after a mission, I'm going to take a bath and clean Arthur off mm-hmm. after a mission. I'm going to go eat some stew at camp and catch up with my campmates and just sort of allow yourself to be enveloped in this world and slow down the pace. Including me, like I'm normally just zipping around games as fast as I can, but if you can sort of force yourself to get out of that video gamey habit, I think you'll have a
2: lot more fun with Red Dead. Yeah. Speaking on Dutch, like what a fantastic character arc that we get to see throughout the story of Red Dead Redemption and we know what happens. We're going to keep in- it spoiler free. Yeah, keeping it spoiler free, but like it's just, we know what happens with Dutch Mm -hmm. in the original game. If you played the original game, and it's just really cool to see him because this is a prequel in his like heyday, basically. Like, um, (laughs) I'm trying to not spoil anything for anybody, but. I, but I, I really, really think that this is some of the best character storytelling I've ever experienced in a video game. I agree with that. Uh, like, up there with a, a Naughty Dog game, and uh, I, I love
1: Or like a Telltale game. game, which is all kind of, yeah. like, mashed in there.
3: I mean, the mm-hmm. game, it's fairly, it's more, uh, sim than I expected. You know, you have to eat food, uh, every mm-hmm. once in a while, and it's not, like, overbearing, like, after every mission, I have to stop and eat some food, you know, and you have to feed your horse, and, uh, you have to, you know, clean yourself off. And when you buy things from a store, you're not buying them from a menu. You're walking around a store and sort of looking at the items you want and buying what you want to buy. And like grounding you in this space. And Arthur is a character that in that exists in this game world. And and Rockstar goes to extreme lengths to not make it feel like a video game world. Mm-hmm. Um, that's neither. I mean, you kind of have to decide for yourself if that's something you're interested in. But it feels very, very different than a game like. Assassin's Creed is the open world game I'm coming off of, right. where I love that game, but that game is video gamey as yeah. hell, and like uh, you know, Red Dead is at the extreme other end of that. Mm. Sam, so, how are you finding it?
1: So I, I, you know, you hear me talk about this a lot. I love open world games and I love exploration, so I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, but prefacing it with, it's the best looking game I've ever seen. Oh yeah, uh, for realism, you know, I think Breath of the Wild and games that and more Wind more Waker stylized. and Steth are stylized. That's a whole different category for me. Yeah. What platform but, um, are you on, Sam?
2: Uh, I'm, on, I'm playing on Xbox One X. Yeah, me I did too and Justin you're on PlayStation, right? I'm on a I'm on a
3: vanilla PS4 Pro where uh Sam just it runs beautifully on a regular PS4 and looks beautiful in 1080p, but obviously, you know, 4K has got to be incredible. But yeah, don't I, don't I've, fear about don't be worried about playing it on a I've
1: actually console. played on in 4K in the office, but yeah. I don't have a 4K ah. television, so I'm playing, you know, Xbox One X 1080p whatever. It looks fantastic. Uh, the just like grass and mud and snow and uh, sunsets and weather uh, are all just the best looking that can, they can possibly be, and what Rockstar does is they say you can go to all these places and you can see the beauty of our game, but it's like it's like there's a piece of glass in front of it, mm. and you can't ever touch it, you can't ever feel it or interact with it. Because you're following somebody and you, the most beautiful way to experience the game, I'll give a couple examples, is is to go into cinematic mode while you're following another person Mm -hmm, or while you're going to a place that you're going to. The camera angles are incredible and they show like these amazing, you know, panoramic shots of the world, right? And while you're doing that, like, unfortunately, when you follow people, you have to like tap A or hold A the whole time, which Mm -hmm. is like really annoying. Otherwise, if you're by yourself, you can set a waypoint and have the cinematic camera go off. But most of the time you're playing that game, you're just watching it. You're watching that cinematic camera. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how much travel you do in the game. So, say you're gonna go out and explore. Well, once you get off your horse and you're not traveling, at that point, it's so retro because everything you have to do is based on how high you can jump or uh, how steep of a thing you can climb, whether it's on your horse or on your feet. And so, here's an example. Last night I was at this like chimney rock, and it was so cool. It was like this gorgeous, neat, you know, southwestern looking chimney rock with grass all around it. And I could see a little nook in it, and I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a treasure in there. I didn't have a treasure map or anything. So I go up to it, and I run up the side of the hill, and I slide down, <laughs> and I run up the side of it, and I kind of get up there. And I'm like, oh, cool. I think I can start, you know, s- surmounting this. And I actually got up on a ledge, and I started work- working my way around. Nice. And uh, I-, I almost got to where I needed but then I saw it, uh, I can't really go that way unless I jump. So I jump, and I died. And when I died, the horse I was with disappeared. Uh-uh. My horse reappeared with you know none of the hunting stuff I had Uh, I I was just no way for me to recover from that and I tried a few more times but there's just no way to get up on that stupid rock (laughs) so it's like that I think how far that is from Breath of the Wild which is like look at our world find something interesting and go there Mm -hmm. and and, and crawl all over and just feel it in this game everything stops you from feeling that world but you get to watch the world and that's amazing one that part of it's amazing.
3: You know, you mentioning that just the design of that world and, and how exploring it, I mean, you pointed out in some ways that it doesn't feel satisfying, but in other ways it's very satisfying, you know, reminded me that I'm really impressed with the transitions to area to area feel very realistic and lifelike. And um it's not... You know, even Red Dead One was a little bit of like, Now I'm in the desert area, now I'm in the snowy (laughs) area. But in this game, like the ride down from the snowy mountains into the more temperate climate plains is like very, very gradual and steady. And like the time that it must have taken them like that's why this game took eight eight years Uh to make is because like (laughs) Slowly and stuff like <laughs> the I didn't Snow even kinda,
1: starts getting muddy, yeah. and it patches out. Like and I didn't and even, even notice it was happening. Like
3: fewer snow. and fewer pine trees mm-hmm. and being you know replaced with you know more temperate climate trees. And I'm like, how do they do that? And it's the same with desert, like slowly and slowly
2: more cacti. It looks and so like, fun
1: to make. Like mm-hmm. like artists would have a great time making that transition. Well,
2: I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, like you brought up the sequence going from the snowy mountaintops yeah. to the to the more I don't know, uh the heartland the next is the what next they call camp. it. camp. And, like, just think they had to, like, make all those characters pack up yeah. all the little pieces of geometry into a thing. And, like, all that actually happens.
3: Yeah, the camp actually gets packed up and moved. Yeah. Um. Y- you know, there's, I, like, the level of detail is unfathomable. Like, I don't know how, like, you know, it, when it was GTA V, like, how is Rockstar going to do this again? And then with Red Dead, they've sort of surpassed themselves. And then now I'm saying it again. Like, how is Rockstar ever going to surpass themselves? Like, a lot of it is character interactions now. Like, um you can't do missions in any order, but you usually have a variety of things. Like I want to do this and then this and then this. And they'll respond to like, Oh man, that was a crazy thing we did last night. And like, what if I'd done that mission first? Like, do they have eight versions of dialogue between characters? Like just the amount of thought that they put into how you interact with your characters is it's like mind boggling to Mm. me. Like it's going to take so long. People are still going to be discovering things about this game for years. I ran into a character well off the beaten path, um, that would that reference that i had a conversation with about something that had happened previously in the game and i'm like no one else is ever going to ride this way and find this man that's how it feels to me but maybe mm-hmm. that's just video game magic and actually you know a lot of people are going to find him and talk to him but mm-hmm.
2: well there was a campfire side story i experienced where this this character i won't say his name but like he just talked about his late wife and it was actually this really touching story about yeah. like how much he misses her and thinks about her every day and i'm like this is kind of crazy. Like, he's just kind of telling people around the campsite that you're all just hanging out yeah. drinking, right? And he's well, and it's
3: so missable and so, runner. like, like that's what gets me is I'm like, how much stuff is in this game that, like, people are just going to blow by if, if they're not taking their time?
1: Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this and thinking, like, these are the experiences... That you know we took out of it, and does you really need to evaluate? Like, does that sound fun to you? And is that okay for it not to be fun? Because mm-hmm. and and Chloe Rad, one of our editors here, wrote an article uh, you can look up called uh, "You know, do do video games have to be fun?" And uh, this is like the best example of one that's like, maybe you can get entertainment value out of this, but like there's rare moments where I'm like, wow, that was so fun. It's just like, that was interesting or (laughs) that was impressive. Or, you know, a lot of times it's like, that was depressing and that was, you know, kind of a bummer.
3: That's definitely where my head's at right now. To be fair, I'm not super far in Red Dead right now. And the point that I stopped is actually, I'm getting more invested in the story and I'm sort of propelled forward by the drama that's happening to want to keep playing. So, you know, maybe next week I'll, Hmm. I'll feel differently. But where I'm at right now is I think Red Dead is overall a much better over game than something like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But I have more fun playing that moment to moment. Like yeah. just the wish fulfillment and power fantasy of, you know, leaping off a mountain, landing, you know, spearing a dude in the face, then I complete a mission, I'm on my boat, I'm sailing around ancient Greece. It's yeah. funny. You know, it's silly, you know, the game world is there to serve you. Like Red Dead couldn't be more different from that. Like Red Dead, the level of care and attention to detail and thoughtfulness in that game is unparalleled. There's never been a game like that. But like Sam was saying, that doesn't necessarily make it fun in like a moment to moment the way the way a game like I don't know like or Spider-Man
1: even Spider-Man yeah, yeah I was gonna
0: say yeah
3: well, we
1: yeah, go I'm, to movies that aren't fun yeah. and we accept that or we read books that aren't fun it's just yeah. games I don't, try not to though right
0: I'd still say <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun true,
2: right yeah I, I I'd still say it's fun but it's definitely not one note it's definitely a spectrum mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. like experiences you know there's gonna be moments that make you feel sad there's gonna be moments that are fun that are like oh man I felt really cool doing yeah. that um, but yeah just don't expect a one note game it's gonna be all over. Well, they
3: also, you know, the game does a really good job in the intro. They maybe go a little over the top with this, but like they give you a menu of like everything that the Wild West is like you can bounty hunt or Mm -hmm. you can just hunt animals, you know, or you can be on the run from the law or you can sort of be a member of the law. And like in the beginning, you know, you can play poker and like there's a mission that like there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing but it's basically like the poker tutorial mission mm-hmm. like go here learn how to play poker go here learn how the bounty system works and so the game takes a very very long time to get going um and i think at the end of that that will add up to like wow i just had a really epic amazing wild west adventure but yeah, in but the it moment it feels
1: like it's hard to get yeah. there man mm-hmm. like it's so overwhelming that right now i need to f- i always like to pick what i want to do in a game yep. and i don't know
2: how to do that with this game yep.
1: like i don't know what i should do
2: I still yeah. wanna do fishing. Just I still wanna to want to learn play poker. I wanna go hunt the legendary animals. Yep. And that's just extra stuff you can do. Yeah. I remember in GTA five, like I really liked their golf system because it was basically like Tiger Woods, an <laughs> old version of Tiger Woods inside of GTA five. And Red Dead's doing a lot of the same stuff. They have an amazing poker game system that you can yeah. play an amazing hunting system. It's awesome.
0: It's going to be really interesting to see what the reaction is to this game. I have no doubt it's going to be a huge commercial success, but I think there are probably some people who are fans of GTA Five and GTA Online, people that have been playing AC Odyssey and Spider Man recently, yeah. that are going to be a little bit, a uh, little bit surprised at the slower pace of mm-hmm. this game. So it'll be I interesting really- to see what the long term reaction is to. I can't to- wait to hear what they have to say. Too. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on. we got uh, plenty, other, plenty of other stuff to cover this week. Of course, Halloween is less than a week away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good time to take stock of all the upcoming horror games on the horizon. Yep. and I think the next big one is going to be uh, Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. the Remake, which is out January 25th, my birthday eve.
1: Nice. Oh. Mm. And you love Resident Evil 2 already. I do.
0: Uh, and actually, I don't think I've played it since it was originally, uh. originally released on PlayStation 1 in 1997. Is that right? the one
1: out of the original tank control games? What do you mean? Like, is that the, the is that the best one? I mean, it was better I than... I think
0: the original It's one better or than two. one.
1: You think so? Well, I
3: think Resident oh, Evil definitely is an improvement on one. I mean, I'm a little biased because I never played two, to be fair. But, you know, in my mind, one with the mansion, you know, and everyone knows all the twists well, and turns
0: that that game has. Yeah, but now it was remade when it was remade for GameCube. Yeah. That was so much better. Yeah, yeah sure. I was yeah. like... Yeah,
1: it's, I love the remake. Yeah. But I've never played two in any way yeah. because it's not easy to get to. No. Uh, but I played it you know, the demo at E3, and it was it was Same. my favorite game at E3. I mean, we yeah. talked about it on the show. It was really impressive at E3. Yeah. So I, I love Resident Evil 4 so much, and I think the series has gotten away from doing the right stuff for a little while, and 2 seems like it's getting it just right.
0: Well, I like 7 a lot. Yeah, I like 7, um, it just and that, wasn't four. That was <laughs> also a, well, it wasn't 4, but it was also a January game, I think, and I think that's a, a fun time to put out a horror game, mm. so I look forward to that. That's true. Then I think the next one after that, uh, recently delayed, is Days Gone. Mm. That one's now um, out April 26th.
1: And that's like a thriller game, but I don't know. it's
0: a zombie game. a zombie horde game. Yeah. We also it's don't true.
3: really know how, yeah, like, that could feel very open-worldy or it yeah. could feel very horror-themed. You know, we're, we're kind of just going to have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, that was the game that blinked from the February 22nd day where Day's yeah. Gone and um, Anthem. Anthem. And what was the other really, really
0: big game? Uh, crackdown. Maybe uh, Is that we'll, see. well, you think that'll be there's uh, something uh, else. Yeah. But, okay, I mean,
3: have. that day was like the most stacked for, for like yes. kind of no reason, and we knew like we knew some game was going to move off that date, and Days Gone was the one that ended up moving. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. It's like it's not a good look for a game to be that long in development and keep getting delayed. I, I you know, I, I, I like the basic premise of just tons of zombies on screen in yeah. open world. I like that, but you know, I, I mean, we'll I've to never been, changes.
3: I've never been that impressed with what I've seen from E3, but I don't necessarily agree. You know, like they knew. Someone had to move off of that date, and um, it never hurts to give people another few weeks of
0: polish. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, then there are some big horror games of 2019. We don't have release dates yet. Are you guys uh, familiar with the game A Plague Tale Innocence? We've had this, we had this one on our E3 Live show. Uh, it's an I indie see, game.
3: Is that the, yeah, that's the one where there's the rats everywhere, right? There are swarms
0: then, of rats everywhere. You're controlling two children, basically, yeah. and you have to guide them around the 3D game world. Uh, keep staying in the light. Or else the rats will swarm you and literally eat yeah, the I've skin seen. off of your oh, yeah. Great. bones. Good, it's freaky. Yeah, it's pretty good. That one's pretty spooky. Uh, that's called A Plague Tale Innocence coming what sometime next year. What was the
1: next other big rat game this year?
0: There was a big rat game? Well, yeah, there's that yeah. Warhammer. There's Vermintide. Warhammer. That's what it was. Vermintide. Oh, well, that's just like humanoid rats. Yeah. That's <laughs> <Are> right. They're, <laughs> not, they're not
1: tiny rats?
2: Well, they yeah. were very big. Yeah. Big rats.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And then Bloodstained. Uh, curse mm-hmm. the wait. Ritual of the Night. Ritual, ritual of, the of, night. of the Night should finally be coming in so 2019. Hyped.
1: And now that uh, Symphony of the Night is going to be available on PS4, you can prep yourself for it.
0: Yeah, well, we'll talk about that in just uh, in just a second here. Nice. Uh, also, next year is Luigi's Mansion 3. Horror. Let's not forget about that one. The scariest. Yeah, <laughs> the horrifying experience of we Luigi's we just reviewed Mansion
1: 3. Uh, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, Jared uh, Petty did it, friend of the show, and um, uh, for, it came out on 3DS.
0: Yeah, and it's so interesting
1: because it's like a widescreen port of the GameCube game on 3DS.
3: Yeah, so the original Luigi's Mansion was a GameCube game, launch game, launch game, Mm -hmm. and then got remade on the 3DS. And then Luigi's Mansion 2 also came out on the 3DS. But now three didn't didn't a remake also hit Switch. Uh, No,
1: this is the first remake. Okay, it's interesting, and and they added co-op, and you play as a ghost. Yeah, a a ghost version of ectoplasmic Luigi. Love it.
3: I've never I mean I'm only asking cuz I've never uh, just gotten around to the Luigi's Mansion franchise but I like the idea of it and so I'm kind of trying to figure out what's the best way for me
0: to yeah. jump in now. Maybe 3.
1: It's another slower paced game that some yeah. people really like. Adio
0: uh, and then Castlevania Requiem is out this week. That includes Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. It's for PS4. I wish I could give that a hearty uh, recommendation, but it's kind of like compared to other recent uh, retro collections like the Mega Pen Legacy Collection. Uh, this is, it's not. It's kind of like a bare bones, sort of like yeah. cheap feeling package. It's the mm. PSP emulated version of Symphony of the Night. Ooh, I don't like that. Yeah, it's just kind of like. I'm yeah. a little. But is that improved in some way, or is it just like? It's like 1080p now, but I mean, it's just kind of like they didn't do it. There's nothing like extra yeah. or special to it, hmm. and then just like if you look at like the title screen menus, it just looks really the title deep screens and hilarious, confusing, and well, like it's really you you can't even tell like which game you're actually selecting. It's hard to tell at least. Hmm. Yeah, so it's just it's just kind of like.
1: Did you try the the other game, Rondo of Blood?
0: I haven't jumped into Rondo of Blood yet. Although I am looking forward to that because I've never actually played it. Yeah. It's we. To be really um,
3: I have mixed feelings about that because on the one hand, you know, like we have we have uh, ports and collections now that give you all kinds of extras and bonuses and just history lessons on the game and you know little mini art galleries and stuff inside. But On the other hand, I never look at any of that garbage. All I want is get like just give me a good version of the game, and that's all I care about. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If it delivers I, on that, then. I, I, in the Mega Man Legacy Collections, I like yeah. flipped through it all and appreciated that it was there. And well, and
1: those, and those, like are like how they add rewind features and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, th- yeah. That's the kind of treatment yeah. that's really sure. save states. I don't know if I'd want that in. Don't need the that the in the night, yeah. but uh, you know, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't. Oh, know. they like, also like, like
0: redid part. some of like the voice work in the PSP version. I don't like that. I know. Yeah, I want the original terrible voice work. <laughs> yeah, from the PlayStation game.
1: Sort of Just like original. Yeah, it's part of the charm.
0: Yeah, so anyway, it was nice to have that on PS4 finally, but it's not like the most impressive package. So even though there aren't like a ton of horror games on the horizon, there are always horror games in our past. And I've been reading a lot about them in uh, this new book, Hardcore Gaming 101 Presents The Guide to Retro Horror. Nice. It opens up with, of course... Ghosts and goblins, of course. Of course. So have it's Splatterhouse really in there. Splatterhouse is in here, of course. It's one of your personal favorites, right? Splatterhouse is a big favorite of Does mine. Does the game
3: count? You play as the bad guy in Splatterhouse, though, right?
0: No, aren't you the well, masked man? Yeah, but you're you're like a regular guy whose girlfriend is kidnapped into oh. the oh. evil mansion, and Got when it. he shows up uh, to rescue her, the evil the mask plants itself on your face yeah. and gives you the power to defeat all the monsters and cool. rescue. It's really girlfriend. interesting. They did a remake. <laughs> it's of that. really interesting. Yeah, they made a remake in 2010. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't wasn't very good. Yeah. It was a game. It was, it was <laughs> definitely a game that was trying to be extreme and over the top. I just think Splatterhouse,
1: the name and the logo and everything, are just like so cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, that was just like I the just ultimate Damien game in 1988. Yeah. I, I loved Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. all the splatter movies, and like they made a game called Splatterhouse, yeah. where the whole thing is just supposed to be gore and gross-out stuff. Yeah, I think it it's may have been bad. one of the first games to have like a parental
2: advisory thing on it. That was before it was like widely implemented.
0: I played it in the arcade, and then uh, that was, the, it was it was the reason I wanted a TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. It was going to be you available one. on that console, and I got one. Uh, Ghouls and Ghosts is in here. Of course, that's the arcade sequel to Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, I think and that one came to—this is confusing. Ghouls and Ghosts came to the Genesis. Yeah, okay. I guess it's not super confusing, because Super Ghouls and Ghosts came to Super Nintendo.
1: Yeah, and Ghouls and sense. Ghosts was also an arcade machine.
3: Yes. An interesting thing about, you know, I'm just kind of realizing it flipping through this book, is like horror is a mechanical genre now, right? Like mecha- yeah. like survival horror is yeah, a gameplay style. Be, it used to be a setting. It used to be an aesthetic, yeah. and a setting. Because of course, that, Ghosts
0: and Goblins mechanically isn't different from Contra, mm-hmm. right? And
3: we we struggle with that you know, even at IGN, like our Game of the Year awards and stuff, where we have a horror category, but we don't have one for like sci-fi and other settings, because it, it sort of straddles the line between there's just certain
0: tropes and things that happen in the gameplay of horror games that don't happen anywhere else. Yeah. Gargoyle's Quest is in here, which was a Game Boy game. That's
1: a weird mm-hmm. choice.
0: And then Gargoyle's Quest 2 was an NES game. Ooh. This is a cool book with like a two, with like a two year difference between them. Yeah. Then there's Demon's Crest, which is a sequel that came out to Super Nintendo, which is I think feel like a overlooked and underrated game. That is game. related to the Gargoyle's quest. It's like the so. third one in that series. You're playing as Firebrand, the I little Demon's demon quest guy. quest was the pinball game. Demon's Crest. Ah. That's what I'm saying here. Uh, and this is like a 2D action game that has like huge gigantic impressive bosses yeah. on Super Nintendo. And then they sort of like tried to reboot uh, the Ghost and Goblins series in on PlayStation Two with Maximo. I remember that. Yeah.
1: What? I don't remember that at all.
0: Yeah, it's Maximo? like Maximo. Yeah, it's called Maximo, but it's set in like the Ghost and Goblins universe and plays the same way, but in 3D.
1: Do you lose your your armor and the yes. underpants yes. on?
0: Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Really? You see, do funny. They made a sequel to that for PlayStation Two. Uh, they have this whole Splatterhouse series in here. Uh, it's interesting that Splatterhouse 2 and 3 were Genesis exclusives. Okay, so hmm. I was
1: wondering about that. There were some sequels, but they're Genesis. Yeah,
0: exclusive. because it was like, considered the more mature. So
3: does he? he did, didn't he get his girlfriend back at the end of the first one?
0: Yeah, but, she, you know, he just can't. She keeps wandering <laughs> off. <on. laughs> Got to put on this cursed mask again. (laughs) The 2010 remake is in here. Zombies ate my neighbors is in here. Oh man, love that game. It's sequel, Ghoul Patrol with a which was a Super Nintendo exclusive and not not that game got a sequel. Yeah, but it's not as good. Okay, it's not as good. Great name though. Control. Yeah, they have a whole making of Zombies Ate My Neighbors in here. Monster parties in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Monster Party, uh, you know, there there is a party
1: and there's monsters. But the cool thing about it is that you fight these crazy bosses, like giant. chicken legs <laughs> and wishing wells.
3: Monsters like to party. One thing, I have a four-year-old daughter, and she really likes spookies and really likes Halloween. And there's this whole genre of kids' books where there's all these spooky monsters, and they're gathering, and it seems all spooky and ominous. And at the end of the book, it turns out they're having a party. I've read like I've read like ten children's books that all end the same way. Like, then there were nine black cats, and the zombies come up out of the ground. Then on the last page, it's always the same
0: twist. Oh, yeah. they're just going to a monster party. Yeah, that's good. There are six pages on monster party in here, by the wow. way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, haunt- deep dive. Haunted house for the 2600 is in here, which is yeah. a great example of just like amazing box art. For a game that's just super basic, and
1: one day they'll make the game that looks like the box. They should art. make a game that looks like the box art. But that's like explore. It's kind of like adventure where you're just exploring
0: room after room. At, yeah, and and searching. So, for, sometimes there's a bat. Searching for items. You're yeah. controlling just two eyes in the dark. Do
3: you know yeah. that way forward. The developers of Shantae yeah. made uh, a, a Goosebumps point-and-click adventure game. Goosebumps no, I didn't. Know licensed, that. and it's actually like not bad. It's like Doing totally competent and interesting. For and
0: uh, I totally forgotten that in 2010 they made a new haunted house game for. Xbox Live Arcade, based on the 2600 game. Yeah, vaguely. Did
3: you ever play that. The Thing on PS2?
0: No. Or was it on PS2? It was yeah, on PS2. PS2. I think it was on uh, Xbox and GameCube yeah, as well.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe it was only Xbox, actually.
0: Anyway, I've been having fun reading that book this Halloween season.
1: There's a great CD-ROM section in there with a bunch of, like, the... Uh, well, like,
0: in Amiga games yeah, and really uh, old, like, Apple II games. Mm-hmm. What's but, the book, and where can people get it? You can find it on Amazon. It's uh, the Hardcore Gaming 101 Guide, guide to Retro Horror. Uh, now, Sam in particular, we've known that they were sort of rebooting the Intellivision brand mm-hmm. for a while and bringing out a new Intellivision console. Remind us what the Intellivision was in the first place.
1: Yeah, the Intellivision was interesting because it was a, a, a compete. A, Competition for Atari Twenty Six Hundred, yeah. and you know it looks a little bit better. It's kind of an upgrade. But what was cool about it is that it came with two controllers attached to it that w- looked really different than other controllers. And they had a number pad, which is like that sounds awful. Like a telephone right? number pad. But, but on the left side, they have a D pad. So if you hold it like a Nintendo controller, it's actually the first controller that just like was popular that had that. It's hmm. such a very competent, good eight way D pad, just like the NES. Like so, the games feel really good because on the right side, where that number pad is, looks like a telephone. You actually took these little pieces of plastic. And you slid them over that, and then it said what the buttons were. So you didn't ever each
0: game was specific to each game. Yeah, like like putting an overlay over your TV monitor.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was like a very thin plastic film, and so like it would say you would just reduce it to maybe A, B, and C buttons or something like that. So you know, the significance for me is that the games are just better because you can control them like an NES controller, and I just felt like that was a big advancement at the time. Now there were exclusives like Shark Shark, Shark
0: Shark, and. and each shark has an exclamation point on it. it. Make shark! Sure you, shark. You, shark! Make sure you don't misspell it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and there was all the Activision games that came. Uh, Activision left, there were people that left Atari because they weren't allowed to say uh, get credit, get credit, their credit their for their developers. games. And so they put their games out on Intellivision and Atari after that. And stuff like that. So there's, there's a library of games. Now, again, they're simplistic. They're not NES games. And they're interesting. But now it's back as a, kind of a concept System, Yes. That's mm. more based on the Wii than the Intellivision, yeah. I'd, I'd say, in concept. New
0: Intellivision. They're in making a new Intellivision, and it already has a release date, October 10th, 2020. 10-10-2020. <laughs> okay. There's They announced a lot of games to develop. A lot of games are coming to it. That release date is way off in the distance. Yes. It's two years from now. Who knows where will I'll be or what planet we'll be living on yeah. at that point? Yeah. So I'm surprised that they would put their stake in the ground that yeah. far in advance. But uh, it's also
3: like there's a decent sized chance next gen consoles are going to yeah. be coming.
0: Well, out yeah, I would expect them too. So,
1: but they're they're uh, <coughs> you know they have to right now say you know there's the Microsoft and Sony Nintendo booth City 3 and TeleVision they got to you know set up their space because mm-hmm. Atari's going to want a space too.
0: Well, that's the thing. Atari has its new console <laughs> coming out next spring. Ugh. Oh wow. So I don't know. It's confusing how they're setting up. The president of Intellivision today is Tommy Talarico, mm-hmm. uh, video game composer. Yeah, composer, and I think he put together video games live. Also, yep, right. That's awesome. a long, yeah, long time. I interviewed him, you,
1: can, you can read some of the interview. Just a huge Intellivision fan. So mm-hmm. it's like it couldn't be a better person that's just interested in games to get behind this. Just, just so we're all on the same page
0: there. And he's got some quotes here. Justin, this this console's aimed at you. Okay. He says we are me. creating a console that parents want to buy.
3: I'm a parent.
0: Not that they were asked to buy. <laughs> ah. So the whole so idea—the
3: da- idea is my daughter is going to be asking me, Dad, I want the new
0: television," And you're going to want to buy it. Mm, yeah. Okay. He says, Most every game being made for the home consoles these days is created with only the hardcore gamer in mind. Mm-hmm. We see a world where everyone is interested in playing at home with friends, but this isn't currently possible because the barrier to entry is nearly impossible for a non-gamer due to the complexity of the controllers, intricacy of gameplay, expense of the hardware and software, and steep learning curve with an unbalanced fun factor for the beginner. Okay. Our goal was to create a console that both gamers and non-gamers were able to have fun with and play together. The Intellivision Amico is our answer to this gaping hole we see with the current video game industry. I'm,
3: uh, I'm immediately skeptical. I mean, I'll go into it with an open mind. It, but
0: Surely it brings, uh, it brings memories of the Ouya.
3: Well, I, yeah, or we. But the thing that jumps to mind right now is the Switch, right? Like the Switch yeah. is very friendly, and you can get the Jackbox Party Pack and Mario Party. And then, yeah. you know, I could have like, my, my mom was coming to visit, and I didn't dig out the Switch and play it with her. But she's sixty five and could have. Like we could have just as easily jumped into some Switch. So, games, just, so.
1: I, yeah. I agree with you, but just to play slight devil's advocate, sure. The, the, the Switch controllers, when I was reviewing Mario Party, it is kind of a are hassle. not it's great. always like a hassle to, sinking them and, them and getting them. All, and then also when you hold them, even though they have the basic layout. Out of an NES controller, they're also very confusing still to hold on their sides and stuff. And I think you know, honestly, I saw the controllers for this, and I wasn't like the, super impressed by their simplicity. Yeah. yeah. But that's the goal, and I think the Wii controller is really good at that because you you only held it like a a remote control for a television, and people really got that. And so this I mean, ha- would have to bridge that gap.
3: A cheap, not cheap, an inexpensive, you know, but nicely made sort of party game oriented console. Like, yeah, that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty skeptical. I mean, all these manufacturers that have come out and tried to compete in the market, they just, they always fall flat on their face. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen one be successful yet. I am glad to hear in the press release, though, that they're hoping people have fun with the console as opposed to not having fun. Yeah. But, Damon, <laughs> well, let me so ask
3: Red Dead
0: 2 won't be on the console. Yeah.
3: Probably. Is it going to have Make or Break for Me? Is it going to have Miner
0: 2049er? Let me check my notes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Got That's it. That's going to be on. Good. Uh, Perrin Kaplan is working with them, and Perrin Kaplan was a wow. uh, long time Nintendo yeah. PR uh, head of PR through the 90s and yep. early 2000s. Absolutely, so. yeah. So, they're aiming for 150 to $180 for the console. Mm-hmm. So, like
1: an actual okay. console. So this isn't
3: well, like
0: a, cheaper know, than it's going to be a
1: download only. It's, it's not going
3: I mean, to have cards. Everything I'm will be sure.
0: download only, and everything is like $7. Is that the idea? Every game is $7. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Uh, they'll be television Classics reimagined and remade exclusively for the Intellivision Amico, like Astro Smash, Shark Shark, a bunch of games I never heard of, Night Stalker. Doesn't sound like a terribly kid-friendly game. but That's,
1: that's the Haunted House type game for the okay. system. It has a great cover art.
0: And this is weird. Atari Classics will be reimagined and remade exclusively for the Intellivision Amigo, Amico, even though Atari has their own console coming out. this Yeah, this we've talked
3: before on Scoop about, about just the weird corporate twists and turns of Atari, like one company owns the hardware rights and another
1: company owns all the Software totally. rights, and then I think a third company actually has the name. I like how you, for, for the when Atari came out, I did a conversation with Tom Marks about who is this for, yeah. and I still don't know who it's for. Like it, that's more like the Ouya to me. They came out swinging saying yeah. this is, is, who is who what this it's is for. for. That's true, and it's not for me, and yeah. so like I, it's hard for me to evaluate it. Although mm. I really like the idea of only having two D games from developers that know what they're doing,
0: mm. and you know that's all really interesting to me. Mm. Uh, and then check this out. Other games reimagined and remade exclusively for the Intellivision Amico include Miner 2049er, Good. Bad Dudes, okay. Caveman <laughs> <Reimagined>. Ninja, <laughs> R-Type. Caveman Ninja is Joe and Mac, right? I'm not there's not some yes, other Caveman yeah. Man Ninja. And ToeJam and Earl. But they're making a new Jam and Earl. What? A, what? And Earl. Yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of crazy.
3: It's really That's confusing. a very weird and bizarre mix of games from like
0: the variety of different companies. I, I agree. Okay. Uh,
1: we didn't mention Burger Time.
0: Super Burger Time is the one that's on there, no. not okay. the original. They specifically said Super Burger Time. A game I like, but that is very I don't know obscure. The difference. I've only I don't played know. Burger yeah. Time. It's pretty obscure. It's Are got an extra.
3: It's got a third bun in the middle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's got two-player cooperative play, <laughs> making know. gigantic burgers, and it has an anime art style. <laughs> so Burger Time, dude, is an underrated
3: game from that era. I love Burger yeah, Time. Maybe it's maybe it's accurately rated, but I just don't. I don't know. That's re- all
0: I'm saying is I like it. Ten Burger. out of ten. Yeah. Uh, Burger Time is a ten out of ten. Um All right, please be excited for 10-10-2020 and the launch of the Intellivision Amico. The
3: console render looked cool.
0: I don't know. It's, I mean, hey, it's, it's, it's white like a Wii. It looks kind of just like it looks exactly ugly like and generic. And exactly. I'm not crazy. The controllers don't have buttons. They have like a. We disc talk about that real uh, oh. quick. It has a disc circle. That is the same pad. Thing from yeah. Intellivision. Though. And then and like a touch screen them. for buttons. So it's yeah. like uh, that's what Valve did, right? For yeah, one of their controllers. Yeah. And it's
1: There uncle- it has buttons on like the top and bottoms. So if you, yeah, you could like,
0: trigger them if you needed to, but that's not. The buttons should be on the front.
1: But they're trying to replace that number pad gel situation yeah. with a uh, touchscreen.
0: All right, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. hey, listeners. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address. Games. Game Scoop yeah.
3: <laughs> at IGN.com. Please don't email Game Spook. We don't or, know where that will go. Or Omegacops
0: we'll at IGN.com. We'll They're try like, to get just I, for Halloween mail. Yeah, we'll try to get Game Spook set up, but it's not currently set yeah, up. Don't send us anything but spookies. Uh, anyway, Eugene Rice writes in today uh, who says With the exit of now Jade Raymond and the earlier exit of Amy Henning, do you think that EA could miss? Could be mismanaging its top-tier talent. And of course, he's referencing the news this week that Jade Raymond left Motive. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, EA studio that... Yeah. She like f- came and like formed Built, and put together. Yeah, formed. Her
1: origin like, is all Assassin's years ago Creed stuff.
0: From, yeah, Ubisoft. Well, yeah. Uh, not, uh, not her
3: origin story, but that's what she's most known for. is yeah, yeah, The director so, yeah. of the first Assassin.
1: Yeah. And then Amy Hennig is Uncharted.
0: Well, Jay Draymond also like helped launch Watch Pain. Dogs and uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist okay. back yeah. in the day. Well, that was because uh, she's formed
3: Studios. <laughs> she was brought into Ubisoft to form. Uh, uh, is it Toronto, the Toronto studio that maybe made those games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Montre- yeah, maybe you're right. Montreal. And um, uh, left before those games shipped. So mm-hmm. I just want to squash. Like, I'm seeing people be like, man, I haven't heard from her in a while. Like, mm-hmm. what has she been working exactly. on? But, yeah. you know, she went to that studio, formed it, built it, and then, um, you know, left. And I actually don't know if there was drama or no drama surrounding that. But that was before Blacklist shipped. But that's still very much like her mark is all over the formation of that studio.
0: Yeah. And then she went to EA Motive.
3: Yeah. She's and been there it's for a four similar years. similar situation mm-hmm.
0: now. And, of course, we know that they were helping uh, with this canceled Star Wars game, mm-hmm. uh, the big th- 3D. The press uh,
2: release about Jade GMO. leaving motive. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. But the press release about Jade leaving motive is very strange. It is. Like, it buried it. It's, it's very buried strange. Buried yeah. in the bottom half of it. Also, Jade is leaving.
3: They have this whole press release on how they're you know restructuring. And here's how we're going to do mm-hmm. things. And we're setting up things differently. And then, yeah. Oh, and by the way, the, the head of the studio is uh, is uh, out of the yeah. studio.
0: But that studio has been around for four years. Yeah, and all they've shipped is like the, the single player campaign for Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, what what are these people doing every day for well, years? But and But that's
3: years? not. So that was two years ago. Yeah. So they worked on that for yeah. two years, and now two years they're working on something else. Like, that's yeah, not, that, that that's well, what AAA
0: know. is. I'm generally to me.
2: A little concerned about EA. They've been making strange moves today. We found out today that Battlefield is coming out with no. Uh, battle royale mode like the battle royale mode is going to launch in the spring yeah. far after the launch of the game yep, meanwhile Call of Duty eating up like all those players everybody's mm-hmm. checking that out mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I don't know Battlefield was yeah. delayed right mm-hmm. so there's a lot of weird stuff going on at EA right now this studio restructure is is also strange I just
3: I don't. I mean, I understand the perspective of what mode have been doing for four years, but every Call of Duty takes three years to make, right? They rotate through three studios to make a Call of Duty. Like that's sort of the standard for a AAA game these days. So yeah. I don't. I don't know if they're troubled or not, but the, the, their output is not particularly unusual.
1: So EA's business concerns aside, I'm more concerned about Jade Raymond and Amy Hennig, two of yeah. my favorite game designers, now have to start over from scratch, yeah. and like we're not going to get a game from them for two, three, four, five years. Yeah, to get back to
3: like the question, sucks. are they mismanaging to their top talent? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's so. Yeah, Eugene's Rice question is: uh, Do you think Microsoft could try and start new studios with either or both? Jamie, yeah. Amy, would that, already, would that be plausible?
1: Awesome. snatched up. I'm sure they've already been snatched up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. What, I don't know. Did Amy ever say well, where she I, went? I, I, That's I what
0: I was just wondering. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. But, that could yeah. be a big get for Microsoft.
0: Yeah, we know that they're trying to build up their portfolio mm-hmm. with, with the coalition that yep. they announced. At, but again, uh,
1: starting from scratch, it just means years and years. I well. know. Hopefully they'll get attached to cool projects they can be influential on. But those are the type of developer where it's like they should start you know, their own studio and make their own game because that's what they're good at. Yeah. Yeah. And like just joining another project, maybe a DA might... Be kind of disappointing, I don't know,
2: or yeah. easy to say they need that investment capital. They like that's a hard thing to start, you know. Get the ball rolling on
3: counterpoint, just reboot Legacy of Kane, please. Yes, we've gone too long. Yeah, got a big Who do you think owns that, that one? Amy
2: Henning,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Crystal Dynamics. That's
2: a good question.
3: I was gonna say Square, I don't know. Well, they had that know. weird because fighting, I think they were idox like, games thing
2: or that was based in the universe. Mm-hmm. There was that leaked uh remake that they were gonna do that yeah. never the, came to life. I don't, I
3: don't know if that was ever real.
2: Thanks, Omega
0: Man. Uh, (laughs) EA, we are halfway through EA's ten-year, like sort of possession of the Star Wars. game Halfway through license. No, no. All we've gotten are two Battlefront games. Yeah, and there's been some mobile games too. Yeah, and to be fair, those
3: mobile games probably make as much or more money. Sure, that's the the goal.
0: For us and our audience, we're not really concerned
3: with those. It's definitely been not. It's not gone according to plan. We know Visual's game
0: just got canceled. Uh, yeah. It just seems like they've. It's not a good use of Star Wars license. Why? Why aren't there more Star Wars video games? Where's yeah, like the, be cool. the Marvel Spider-Man of, you know, yeah. of the, of the Star Wars. I games. mean, what do I know? I've never run a video
3: game studio. Yeah. It's very easy to sit behind a desk and be like, obviously, you make these games. But it does feel like like don't overthink it. Like you know, make a dope-ass Jedi adventure game. You know, make a space game. You know, and then make a battlefront every two or three years. Like.
0: Okay, moving on a little bit uh, to a game we've been playing a lot of, but probably has a hard stop as of today. That's Ooh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and uh, we got an email here from Brian. He says, hey, guys, I'm a long-time listener. I've been listening to Scoop since day one. I was thinking about Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, and the series in general. I've played a handful of games in the series, but I've never been a huge fan. Odyssey is sitting shrink-wrapped next to the rest of my back catalog along with Origins. Oh, they thought, have not been a big priority for me. I you said back catalog. <laughs> Uh, Like many others, I am not fond of the modern-day stuff and feel like I have missed out on the story. I typically enjoy the games when I do play them, but think they are being held back a bit by the Assassin's aspect. How would you feel if Ubisoft made a a series of games set in various time periods and locations without ties to the Assassin's Creed games, but featured similar gameplay and RPG elements like Mm -hmm. Odyssey? I don't think the traditional Assassin's Creed series should go away. There are clearly people who enjoy those aspects, but I feel like Ubisoft could be doing more Instead of a new Assassin's Creed every year, one of the teams can be freed up to work on this other stuff. Well, thoughts? Kind of doing that. Skull and Bones.
2: Yeah, the Pirate for Scam Honor Or Honor. But that's a different that
0: thing. We're talking about. Imagine me. if Assassin's Creed Odyssey was that game, yeah. but without the Assassin's I mean, Creed. I mean, it's, it's Black you know, Flag without
3: Odyssey, the Assassin's Creed. He, he right? said Odyssey is shrink wrapped. Like, that game has very, very minimal modern day stuff. Like, that's true. You know, you pop out of the Animus, and you can be back in there in. I, I think I think literally you could be back in there in two minutes. They force you to like go over and take some medicine. Yeah. And then there's some emails and bullshit you can read, but just not just <laughs> yeah, all that. Get back in that Animus ASAP.
0: For the people that like the modern day stuff, yeah. there's lots of stuff to sort of investigate yeah. and read about, but you don't have to do that. But I don't. Totally,
1: but I'm level 35 in that game. That's pretty far along. You I can, did.
0: You made it farther than me.
1: Yeah, I can I can get there at this point, and I only played. There's no, there has not yeah. been any more of that.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. you so. pop out once.
1: They really like the making a game set in ancient Greece, and I think that Was the focus, and I think that was the right thing to do for this game. Yeah, and I don't know if taking out the assassin stuff would make much of a difference, but there is all this Templar assassin stuff that, like, you know, I don't think it hurts the game necessarily, I just ignore it. Well, there is,
3: yeah. it's getting weirder and weirder the more time that goes on. I, I love Odyssey, it's one of my absolute favorite games of the year, but um, you're not an assassin in that game, no, you're, totally you're not, not an assassin They're in that game, and it, and it's predated, you know, and I understand that there's lore stuff that you get into later in, in Odyssey, but. It predates the Templars versus Assassin's conflict. They clearly don't care about the modern day aspect. So why like what's the benefit of having it tied to this franchise? Like well, the name, name
0: recognition. Recognize? Yeah.
3: I mean, I understand the business benefit, but I, I I just I don't know. I'm torn between this is the right direction for the franchise from a gameplay perspective, I think, but they're drifting farther and farther. Like, what's the identity of Assassin's Creed? Like it used mm. to be, you know, stealthy, blending in with crowds, like they they're not bothering with any of that anymore yeah. which is which is fine for me from a gameplay perspective but to uh was it Christian?
0: Uh that was from Eugene. No, I was reading. no I was that was to... Christian, sorry.
3: So, I sort of agree with yeah. Christian that maybe nope, they should No,
0: that's not it. Brian. Brian. <laughs> maybe they should split.
3: <clears throat> yeah. Uh
0: because well,
3: I, sorry, just to, to no. close out my thought, I didn't actually care for Unity and Syndicate that much, but mm-hmm. that sort of set Assassin's Creed down one path that then Origins reset that path. Yeah. And now if you dug Unity and Origins in that style of game, like that's just gone now. Mm-hmm. And so there's an opportunity to bring that back, I think, and still have yeah. this historical RPG mm-hmm. experience. Yeah.
2: For me, it doesn't get better than Brotherhood. Like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood wow, really? is still my favorite Assassin's Creed. Brotherhood ever. and Black Flag are my favorite. This This new take is great but i would love like justin said to get back to yep. the assassins versus templars stuff
3: mm-hmm. i love the hiding in plain sight and sort of scoping out you know your target and how to take him down and they just they don't bother with any of that
2: anymore. it is funny to think about that this in this
1: game you are mystios which is a mercenary yeah, yeah. you're never ta- like yeah. re- sometimes you go kill somebody but mainly you battle for people and mm-hmm. big you know, yep. army battles or naval battles or yeah. things like that. You know, it's, it's so funny. I guess you, you're not an assassin. You are yeah. the
0: opposite of an assassin. I try to be yeah. stealthy, but, like, as soon as it goes sideways, I know I'm perfectly capable of just taking down this entire camp yeah, in, in open combat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today's Halloween edition of 20 Questions is brought to you by Resident Evil 2, out January 25th. Pre-order your copy today. All right, and that brings us to video game 20 questions this week. Our suggestion comes from Rob in Rochester, New York. Omega Cops, let the questioning begin.
3: Can you see your character's hands?
0: Yes. What?
2: What? That's an oddly specific question.
3: Well, now you know. All right. I, uh, yeah.
1: You can see your character's hands. Yeah, great. All right.
3: They're not
2: wearing
1: gloves. Omega Man's new to this game, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Is it uh is this from before
2: 1990? No. Is it uh current gen consoles? No. Somewhere in between. Uh
1: we never get these. <laughs>
3: yeah, is this from before the did this come out before January 1st,
2: 2000?
1: No. Is this a 3D game? Yes. Oh man. Mm. I bet it's going to be Halloween themed. Is
2: it one of the uh is it published by one of the main manufacturers, like Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony?
3: A first party game? First party,
2: yeah, sorry. No. Okay.
3: Uh, was this game developed in the United States or North America?
1: Yes. Is this game spooky?
3: Yes. Yeah, yeah, spooky game. And it's from the 2000s, but not modern day consoles. Okay. All right. And it's multi, and we'll we, I guess we don't know it's multi platform, but it's not first party.
1: Mm. No. Okay. It, wait, did we you get multi-platform?
3: Well, no. I'm sorry. It was just not made by Sony, Nintendo, Microsoft. Eternal yeah.
1: Darkness, Sanity's Requiem.
3: That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Is it multi-platform? Um, I yes. Eternal Darkness is still in the running here. Why um, is that? <laughs> did, how, did it come out for well, something else? I don't. I think maybe. I don't think it said on GameCube forever. Did it? I, I mean, maybe I don't it think did. It's did. Ever it? been re-released? Yeah, maybe you're right.
1: Yeah. I like getting hung up on that though.
3: I um, that. is this game part of a franchise?
0: No. That's 10. That's a, a standalone
1: off. spooky game. For not Evil
2: Within. Like PS2. 3D. Or, uh,
1: made in, not in Japan. No. Yeah, PS2. 3D. Yeah, made in America. 3D. Um, uh, Can you play as a woman in this game? No. Not Eternal
2: Darkness. Not Dead Rising. Oh, that was
3: made in Japan anyway. Hmm. Do you play as a woman in the Eternal Dark? Oh, you switch around between. View
1: but you're mainly Alex,
2: I think, is the woman's name. Is it made by Capcom? No. All right. Well, we already man. was made That's in America,
3: D- Omega oh, Man. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's an American brand. I almost blew his cover. <laughs> he's, the, he's the hero we don't need.
2: Uh, oh, man. I'm used to solving murders, not video yeah. game
0: trivia. I mean, I don't like spooky games. So, um, this is.
1: Is this game uh, take place uh, in, uh, in contemporary times? Yet. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah, in the largest sense, yes. Yeah. In the yeah.
1: So, it's not a past game or future game. Mm. All right, so I mean, 3D.
3: That's so it's not like Chronicles of Riddick. Spooky or,
1: could be is it first person. What questions are we on? We're on thirteen. Yeah. Does this have zombies in it?
3: Yes. Ooh. Okay. So zombie spooky
1: oh. game. Could be Left 4 Dead.
3: Yeah, that got a sequel though.
1: And we said no sequels. Well, we said not, not part, part of, of a franchise. franchise. Okay. Not part of French fries.
3: Yeah, Left 4 Dead's a good guess. <laughs> We're, that's close. Zombie one off zombie game.
1: Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> did De- De- Dead Island. There I'm was uh, what Jared was the KS2 Wii U one? 2. The Wii U one. Oh yeah, Zombie, Zombie U. U. And that came out on oh. other systems, eventually. Yeah, is that a part of the generation we've established? We said it made Zombie in North America
3: U. though, and wasn't that game developed in Europe? I mean, it's
2: Ubisoft. I don't oh, know. Right. I, just... I
1: think we just said not Japan. Is that right? I don't know. No, you did said America just said specifically.
2: Justin asked America specifically. Oh okay. Yes, it was developed in North America, and I said. Yes. Oh,
1: interesting. Okay, cool. North America.
2: And Zombie U was UK.
3: That was first person, right? Yeah.
1: What are some? Uh, okay, uh, we you could see your hands. Narrow down like multiplayer or anything like that.
3: I want to. I want to like because we know it's three D. Is this game first person? No. Okay. Sorry. Is that That's zombie? Fifteen. U? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dead Island. Uh, that kind of sequel. Well, did it
1: ever release? <laughs> the sequel. Yeah. I don't think that
3: ever that Dead Island two never did, but they still made the Dead the, Island something something. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. They're,
2: yeah. Um, the one-off zombie game.
1: Hmm. And I still don't know what era this is so that makes it really yeah. hard. Um
3: it would state of decay find eventually the, got a state sequel. K- got what's
1: this goofy uh square uh Oh, it's not current gen either. Could that be could be Red Dead Redemption on Dead Nightmare. Totally. That's a good one. That's a good one, but it's part of a franchise. Um That's true. What's what's <laughs> um what's rare's zombie game? Oh yeah,
3: they may grabbed by the Ghoulies. Grabbed by the
1: Ghoulies.
2: Oh, Stubbs the zombie.
3: There's Stubbs the zombie.
1: Oddworld. That's part of a
2: thing. Yeah.
1: Should we ask if it's like more of a lighthearted zombie game?
2: I, I think that's a good one. That could. Is this a lighthearted around. zombie game? Yes. Wow. Ooh, uh, that was really
3: zombie. good, Sam.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> Does
3: this game? Uh, is it cheating to ask if it has zombie in the title?
1: <laughs>
0: that's great. <laughs> I, I,
3: I don't know if cheating. that's against the know. rules. Damon, we need a judgment.
0: Why? I don't how would that be cheating cuz like Okay, I, does this game have oh, zombie? If oh, you oh, make mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Does this game have zombie in the title?
0: Yes, It's Stubbs the zombie. It's got. So what is Stubbs
2: the Zombie? That it was a, this game where you could like rip off your hand and throw it, and then track. You play as so it rip your guts and. You play
3: as out. the zombie, and it's sort of like just a third person adventure game mm-hmm. where and it's mostly it lighthearted. Xbox. You can and definitely Was it on another system? The, I, I think it was exclusive to Xbox, but, but it wasn't made it by Microsoft. Itself. Yeah, I don't know if it ever got ported. That question throws. It me was
2: actually made by the same guy that created Halo. That's
3: right. That was its claim to fame. Yeah. Didn't you? Didn't you? Weren't you like a detective in life? And then when you died, you were trying to solve something. Was this zombie? on the Xbox? Yes. Okay. Let's let's go for it. What All right. If it's not Omega that? Man, <laughs> well, Omega we'll, we'll, Man
2: do the honors. I'll guess Stubbs the Zombie. That's correct. Woo! Wow. Stubbs the Zombie. skills we got intact.
0: It. 2005 <laughs> release on Xbox and PC. Ah, but only
1: in Game Spook would we ever choose that game yeah. for 20 Questions.
0: That's true. That's, that's a, a very special. I episode. feel like that's a pretty well known. Like Xbox game from the time, considering it's made by the guy who made Halo. That's Mm -hmm.
1: really cool. I didn't know that. Oh, we could have just
0: asked that. And Uh, developed by Wide Load. Okay. Wide Load Games no longer around. Who's the Halo person? Alex. Alex Seropian. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Published by Aspire, and they are still around. There is a single and multiplayer modes. Multiplayer. Yeah. And then the contemporary setting threw me off because I think it might be set in the 50s. That's fine. So I was like, mm. yes, yeah, in the larger oh, yeah. scale of things, it's in the f- it's contemporary. This reminds me of
1: the Destroy All Humans one. That was so hard. Oh, yeah. We Destroy All Humans. We got down to man. open world and it wasn't, it was contemporary mm. time. We just, yeah. <laughs> But did you guess that one? I don't remember. I don't think we got that one.
3: We missed it. Well, you yep. got
1: Stubbs the Zombie. Yeah, we got Stubbs the Zombie. Thanks yeah. to I would have never even come up with that name. Good work, YouTube. Detective skills intact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> detective mode. Did just... you use detective mode? <laughs> yeah, of course.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Damon's heart rate is elevated. <laughs> We're getting
1: close. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to give a quick plug to uh, we have five editors in house hmm. and then uh, a bunch of freelancers all working on the Red Dead Redemption guide. Hmm. So once you guys get get the game and by the way, we discovered the most cheats on the internet so far. We've seen a bunch of cheats in it. Uh, definitely check out our strategy guide. It's big, it's free, and we launched a new design, and it's really exciting.
3: Yeah, it's got an awesome map. It's got you can. Yeah,
1: it's got the full map. We got an exclusive map asset from Rockstar actually to use for that. So it's what really- I like
3: about the strategy guide is if you want to be spoiled and say, "Show me all the collectibles. Show me all the everything." You can you can do that. Or, like, it'll sort of reveal to you, like, okay, I only I only want to know, like, what are the mission requirements for this or that. Or, yeah, like, yeah. you can sort of determine for yourself how much you want to sort of, uh, how much help you want. Yeah.
2: That's exactly right. A good detective uses all of the tools at their disposal. So if you're looking for those treasures, which is probably one of the first things you'll get,
0: use the IGN wiki. Words of wisdom from Omega Man. (laughs) And that is all the scoops, I'm sorry, the spooks that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Officer Davis, Mm -hmm. Officer Claiborne. Thank you, Omega Man. Sergeant. Until next Game Spook. (laughs) This is IGN Game Spook, and we're out.